0: Welcome back for another David Siddons Group podcast. This is an unusual one. I'm sitting here with Waldo Echeverria, Echeverria, however you want to say it. Excellent, good. Uh, <laughs> there you go. um, and uh, Waldo is a lifelong friend of mine. Very close, one of my closest, dearest friends. Um, this is really an unusual podcast because this is probably one of the first time when I've done a podcast without a sense of absolute direction of where this conversation's going. But the purpose of this conversation, and the purpose we wanted to start this, was that Waldo runs and owns The Bond, which I'm going to have you explain in your own words what The Bond is and the business. But it's a huge part of my life. And if you want to understand who I am as a professional and what I believe in and what I stand for and my sense of direction, this is a large part of this. Um, And my daily chats with you, almost daily chats with you, about life in general and about direction and what what it all means is is kind of this is going to be a look inside my uh, my head what goes on in that 95% of the time when it's inside my head this is pretty much you know what you're going to get to see. Waldo thank you without further ado uh, tell everyone about about you your business and kind of like how it all started and what it's about.
1: Got it. Well, uh, firstly, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to to know you. Um, And so I'd love to just sit here with you and chat and do a little bit of what we do in private, uh, in public. So um, again, I am the owner of The Bond, and The Bond is a concierge wellness service that offers personal training, massage therapy, nutrition counseling, and access to a referral network of medical physicians. Um, coaching is the big core uh, behind that business and, uh, it's coaching as it pertains to strength, both emotional, physical, spiritual, and, um, at the very core, uh, of my business, it's just to bring value to people's lives. And that's what, what that's what's incentivized me f- as long as I've, you know, remembered. And I went to college and got a degree in exercise physiology, that's my background. I've been in the wellness industry now for over 15 years and uh, worked at Equinox for a long time before I started my business. And you know, the gas that fills my tank is always just to help people realize their potential. And today I help several successful people like yourself uh, go through their day to day and stay sharp and and just be strong people inside of their workplace, workplace and outside of
0: that. That's, it's beautifully said. I, I think it doesn't go quite go as far to, <laughs> the world is very humble. I mean, the, the extent and the level and the client clients that you have and who you work with, everyone has a very clear sense of direction and discipline. And I think a lot of that is because of you and because of how you view yourself and how you view the purpose of what you're doing. It's, this isn't, I say it's little about health and fitness and about looking good. It's little about looking good. It's about feeling good and mentally feeling that you're living the life that you want to lead and that you're doing something that is good for you um, physically and, and emotionally as well, because there's a large amount of emotional buoyancy that I get from coming in to exercise with you in the morning. And when I go and I leave there, I feel ready. I mean, I've used that term with you. I feel like my sharp, my sword is sharpened and I'm ready to, to as I quote-unquote, go to battle. I'm ready to work and work hard, but work with discipline and direction. Absolutely. And this is one of the big things that you've always had. You've had a very good sense of direction. And I think that comes across in the conversations that all of the clients that you have, and of course, you know, we're friends I'm friends with many of the clients. We've right, become right. friends in the process. I've the introduced bond. you, the bond, exactly. And in fact, even one of my team is now obviously working out with you. George is, is George. he's, he's a, you know, a part of the group and it is, it's, a, it's a wonderful group to be part of. Um, the mindset, I would love to kind of understand, and again, I think that within our industries, there are a lot of parallels. The whole idea of being a professional is that there is a... Um, There's challenges that we're faced with. Um, How we handle those challenges is down to your mindset, your discipline, your identity. I'm just reeling some of the notes that I was making here, your motivations for why you're doing what you're doing. Tell me about, like, within your area, you, you struggle with misinformation. I'm start there. I'm gonna start anywhere, but let's sure. start with misinformation. One of the biggest problems I think in our world in general today is misinformation. Uh, how are you seeing misinformation through your industry right now, and in, in general? Because you're dealing with lots of people in lots of different businesses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's misinformation is actually it's a it's a it's a big deal, and I've seen it across different indus- different industries. I have clients that work in different industries, and I I hear it from them, you know, how it happens in their worlds, and so there's a lot of parallels altogether. Uh, I think it comes down to, you know, really uh, learning about yourself, learning who you are in the midst of all the information that's out there and having having your own tactics to to be able to decipher what's of value. I think it's important to to know and and shape your environment, the people around you and who you listen to, Uh, you know, how many experts there are in that in that circle of yours on that subject that you're willing to learn from. And, and, and grab a little bit from here, grab a little bit from there. Uh, in terms of the fitness industry, I think that I mentioned to you that, that this was a thing. And it's like that that almost predatorial marketing that there is where I call it predatorial because, you know, you have people that take advantage of those who don't know on certain topics and they try to sell them on like on, on basically you know, impossible results. Impossible to achieve results. And like, well, you can lose, you know, forty pounds in, in two weeks and do this <laughs> and do if that. you cut if your you arm off. off. If you cut your <laughs> arm off, right? And it's and it's it's bogus, but it gets people to just like like swing like the pendulum. Uh, at the end of the day we, we we've spoken about this as well. It's a matter of hard work. It's a matter of, you know, not taking the easy road. Uh, and if you're not going to take the easy road, you're going to take the long one per se. You might as well enjoy it. So create this path, this long road that you actually enjoy, surround yourself with the people that you enjoy being with, surround yourself, um, you know, with the places that, that you enjoy being in. And, and I think success will come a lot faster, whether that success you're looking for is weight loss or getting stronger or, or buying your next home and choosing the right agent, you know? So yeah,
0: yeah that, the, 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 The road less traveled is usually the harder road to go down. It's not sometimes harder initially, but, you know, when you're going through the process of, I want, I mean, I know within your industry, it's all about immediate results. Yes. Like, do this, and you can get immediate results. That's right. And I think that's true in my industry as well. There's also that impression of, if I just do X, Y, and Z, if I have these hacks, then everything's going to work out great. Mm -hmm. When you've got like long journey for you, you used a term for me once. You said, like, I want to prepare you for a powerlifting competition when you're eighty.
1: Yes, that's the MO.
0: Which is kind of we're, a we're cool... We're still gonna do that. We're still Oh we're, we are? Okay. Yeah, Shit. It, it, we're still we're still <laughs>
1: training for it. This program is a long one and uh, you're in it. So we'll we'll see when we get you there. <laughs> okay.
0: I feel the same way. When I talk to my clients, when I'm talking about, you know, the homes and again you deal with buyers, it's understanding what people really want and need, but from a from a a long-term perspective, you have to be aware not to like run them out and yes. take them to see the first five houses and be like, "You got to buy one of these." Yes, you got to be aware of sensitivity to value. If something's really, really good, you got to say, "Okay, that's really, really good." That the next time that property might come up might be another five years. If you're willing to wait that time, be aware. But there's five years, and then you can have it exactly. Um, there's, but at the same time, I also know that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of salesmanship. I see it in the condo market, I see it in pre-construction market, I see it with developers, um, I see it with, there's a lot of razzmatazz, and there's a much of, like, the lifestyle, you know, like, sell the lifestyle, like, right. if you live here, life's going to be freaking amazing from day right, one, right, right. and the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of this is, you know, it um, could be membership. true, it could be true, um, but it's, a li- I guess it's a little bit like when people go in and they start working or they go on YouTube and they start pulling up videos of exercise yeah. and they're like, well, if you do this for three weeks, you're going to look like me. me <laughs> and me is like 23 year old, uh, right. you know, influencer right. who, you know, lives at home with mum and dad. So doesn't have a stressful right. you know, job. So they have right. time to do that.
1: hundred and, percent. And sometimes what they, what they post, and this goes back to the misinformation, what they post or what they're telling you to do is not what they do. Yeah. They're a lot more savvy when it comes to themselves. You know, they, they'll, they'll show you, you know, six-pack abs and an incredible physique while they're on the beach uh, with little bands and, and jumping around doing jump lunges. That doesn't get you there. That's just a beach workout, you know. And so it convinces the, the audience and the consumer and the customer that, you know, that by doing those little things, they can get there. And, and I, I like what you mentioned a little while ago. There's, like, the, um, there's like the short-sighted vision. Of something and then there's the the long distance vision and I think as experts uh, and professionals respectively our job is to um, help them see the the you know the short-sighted you know side of it and then and then the the big picture does what, what does this decision look like right now within the next two years what does this look like within the next 10 years what does this look like within the next 20 years and it's easy to say and I and I, and I enjoy being here and having this conversation with you because I think that 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 when people are purchasing property or selling or what have you, it's, it's in regard to, to making a good financial decision that you know, pertains to wealth. And the same thing with health. Health, health is also wealth. It's another form of it.
0: Health is the van- I think health is the foundation. That's it, why it really it's is. like the base. Before you <clears throat> before you start growing your bank balance and start you know, trying to buy a bigger house and, and, and more cars and all the other stuff, if you don't have your health, and I see this a lot, sadly, I hate to say it, I've got, you know, obviously, over the years, you see it with clients in Miami, because it's obviously a very, you know, affluent city. And there's a lot of, you know, um, sexy real estate and people living living large. And and sometimes the lifestyle that they're leading or appear to be leading is not as uh, conducive to quality, and they're not happy. Yeah. So I think you've got to kind of be conscious about putting that before anything else and then setting the base so that when you go out you can really enjoy life sure um i enjoy w- working out is a big part for me i enjoy my work i would I enjoy never working guess out. Never i would have never guessed. thought not by
1: not by uh your participation or your effort <laughs> or how long you've been doing this but um it's
0: <laughs> the why would i Why would I bother to share this? Why do I think it's important? Where is is there any value of me saying, okay, so I'm disciplined to get up and and work out with you, you know, three or four days a week and then do other things as well. Um, Honestly, I think it's because it reflects my sense of, uh, I feel that I work hard, but, and every day I work hard with a sense of direction. And I try to work hard for my clients with a sense of direction. I, I reflect back on working out and realizing that if I just go in there and just go for it, the end result is not going to be fruitful or helpful. If I just run out with a client and just start showing them random houses or if I just start doing random marketing um, to sell a home and I'm just like the, the most... And I got here motivation, enthusiasm. It, my dad always taught me enthusiasm motivates people. So I could be the most sure. enthusiastic guy in the world, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But if I don't do that with a sense of clear direction, sure. the end result is that I probably won't sell that house or I won't find the house that the cl- or the condo that the client wants to buy, the right one for them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's that uh, uh, fail to plan and plan to fail sort of thing. Lack of direction will, will, will yeah. lead to these dead ends. Yeah, uh, and, and the same thing with our parallels. You, you you've been working out for a, for a long time. You really prioritize your health. Uh, you really prioritize uh, your health as it pertains to to your company, to who you are as a father, as a husband, and you know, in your personal life. And uh, I know you know, and you always voice this that when you are your healthiest self, your best self, you really go out there and make a representation of that, and really take care of your people and take care of your customers and me being in the same industry, I feel the same way. I'm only as good for people as I am for myself. So it's it's super important.
0: Well, you can't be, as I said, motivated and enthusiastic without energy. If you don't have any energy, you can't do it. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important to have this this part of my life running correctly, my health. Health to me means feeling energetic, feeling good. And if I feel, and so, honestly, I will tell you, there are days when I don't feel good. There's days when I feel tired. Yeah. like, like oh, I, I, I came in today. the office this morning. I turned to Chris and I was like, "God, I'm, I'm really tired." I just spent two days with a client nonstop, back to back. And I looked back on in retrospect and said, maybe I wasn't as efficient with my time as I could have been. Sure, not as good for them, not as good for me. Sure, doesn't mean that my intent and my drive wasn't to be the best person that I could be and really listen to them and really help them find the right product. And I think I have, I think I I did a good job of giving them the direction that they need to make a really, a better decision, which is our whole mission statement within the company. But I came in and I was like, was I efficient as I could be? What did I learn from this? Um, How do I learn to step back and now get a clearer sense of direction? But without the energy, without that inside me, and you do that all the time. And this is like, this business just like your health is 24 seven, this right. business that I'm in is a seven day a week business. Yeah. It is not for the faint hearted. It's not for people who want an easy route. Right. But the only way that you'll, you'll have the ability to deliver is by having a really high level of energy. And that comes from sense of direction and also productivity. Because if you work really, really hard and you're not productive, eventually you just get demoralized, you'll lose energy. So that's why you're like my battery charger yeah. Like going to you in the morning yeah. is like plugging me in for an hour yeah. and it's like the little meter on the battery goes <laughs> up and I leave there and I'm like, and Need honestly, I would say that that is one of the most valuable things that you've given me. I mean, it's, it's great to go there and, but the, the process of actually working out re-energizes me physically, mentally, Absolutely. um, gives me, it's that meditation. Cause you, you know, you might find your place sitting, you know, cross-legged under a tree and, you know, doing that mm thing. That's fine. (laughs) Hey, that's great. I know a lot of people find a great amount of benefit from that. For me, my um, meditation is working out with you. Mm -hmm. But what it does is because you have to be very present in the moment. Absolutely. Being super mindful. Because it's really hard. I mean, I know that you've had me in positions where if I'm not in the moment, if I've got Three hundred plus pounds, yeah. or four, whatever the weight is that i so Yeah, whatever. Pound, yeah, of deadlift, course. you know when I'm pushing <laughs> a, a lot of what I would consider a lot of weight? Um, I have to be really in the moment. I have to be present because if I'm not, I could injure myself. Oh, absolutely, and it would completely. and it would not
1: be. That's an understatement. It would be life changing. Yeah, and you get used to. And I think that's the beauty behind it as well. And it's you get beauty. It, I mean, you get used to. Um, under right. Working under pressure. Working under pressure, and and I think that's the addiction behind it for for all of us that enjoy the it it bond, and for you too, because you say, well, if I overcome this challenge, this obstacle, which is very difficult, then I can overcome the next one. It's it's this constant sense of like, you know, let me test it, let me test it, and and if I did this one that was that was really t- challenging, then I can complete the next one. I'm empowered yeah. and more confident the next thing because I'm, i'm getting good at this working under pressure thing i'm getting good at this working on something that i couldn't do before the
0: uncomfortable becomes comfortable to a degree, diamonds are made under yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah and so it's it, it is. I actually find that. So I've learned over time. Like nine a.m. in the morning, I've had moments, and I, you know, uh, nine a.m. in the morning, and it's raining, <laughs> and I know I've got like deadlifts coming my way like, by ten past nine.
1: Although I'm feeling sick, and I'm like, that's, I I, n- that's I don't not do that. You. I that's I never. I, been I you. have never, never ever. On the contrary, I'm like, well, David, you should quit. stay. <laughs> you, yeah, you should stay.
0: I'll never quit. That's one thing. I mean, I think that I will. Wor- I work hard in every endeavor that i do and i am not a quitter and i think that when you you know when i professionally get hired one of the reasons is is that they know when i'm when a client's hire me i will go to battle for them absolutely i will go to battle I'll, I'll i'll give blood i know that um and and i feel like in order for you to feel okay doing that and comfortable doing that a you recognize that you're, evolvement and your maturity and your improvement comes from being tested. It comes from being uncomfortable because if you sit and do what's comfortable, you're never going to get anywhere and you're never going to evolve. So I know that when I go to you and you'll push me, but you do it in a timely way. There's a, there's a very curated sense of direction. And when When I've not had you around, when I go, I've I've had days where I go to the gym and there's a, there's a friend of ours, Tony, that we share in common. If, if left to our own devices, I'll go, Tony, this is for you. Tony, this is for you. (laughs) If we end up in the gym together, we'll be like, stick on another 10, stick on another 20 and we'll keep going until one of us like, like, you know, uh, has a hemorrhage or, or like pops one of our spinal columns out the back, just has some horrific, like uh, a a tweak of an injury. We um deviated from the plan We've deviated from the plan and that's and that's that very is, easy to yes. do and it's very easy to lose that sense of direction but what you have done is you pull me back in and sometimes it's like you know i'm gonna push under the right right circumstances yeah yeah um
1: absolutely and, and knowing that you mean you've spoken in, indirectly uh, about being mindful about yeah. being able to scan yourself and we talk about you know, running these internal audits, running inventory on on your on these on these metrics on your dashboard, your energy levels, your stress levels, uh, being informed, you know, on on yourself. What what can you do? What can what can you get away with? It sometimes you know, less is more. You're faced with a decision of either have time to get a workout in, or time to eat, or more time to sleep, and. It's not always work out more. Sometimes it's sleep.
0: That's a skill. That's a skill. That's a skill that I think in any profession, you learn a skill of knowing when to apply pressure and when not to. And also when to realize that you're following a a system or a pattern that doesn't result in success. If I was to take a client out and I was just to follow a certain pattern of behavior, let's say the path commonly traveled. if I'm going to take a client out and I'm just going to show them Everything within a radius. I want to live in Coconut Grove or Coral Gables. I want to live on ball Harbor. I'm just showing them everything in the market at a price point. But I didn't stop and really listen to them. And I didn't really, and I wasn't really aware of what the, was the right thing for them. The right thing might not even be listed in the market. Often the right thing is, okay, what do, I, what do they actually need? Because what you need isn't always readily available. Sure. Or what you want. Or what you want. And, and I think it's very easy to go in there because we're also taught and we're exposed to so much of this information coming from other sources that, like, people go online and they'll get all the, like, the, the workout of the day or the Instagram post of the day or the other stuff that's giving them the direction, which seems like the easy fix. The same thing I have in my industry. People will go on Zillow and Trulia and they'll go through other websites and they'll get other information. They'll throw out buzzwords, like sure. the word tech, which is one of my pet hates. <laughs> tech gets thrown out all the time in our industry. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of it seems like the easy, the, there's quick solutions and there really isn't. Sometimes it takes time, but you've got to have a little bit of thought. It'll be worth it. I
1: think that's most of the time is what you face is, is if it's, if it's very quick, sometimes you get lucky and you're in the right place at the right time and it's quick and it works yeah. out But more often than not, it takes a little bit of work yeah. it takes a little bit of time. And behind that discomfort, behind the challenges, behind the moment by moment, there there lies, you know, the fruit.
0: Well, that's yeah. the thing of like when I think about when I'll you'll go into the gym, I'll go in and train with you, and I'll hit, you know, and all your clients. Let's not talk about me as an example, but all the clients that you talking about, did, Tony, so let's so talk about Tony. Let's talk about Tony. Let's <laughs> talk about Waldo. Let's talk about let's talk about George. Let's talk about Danny. George, exactly, or, or or Jack. There are moments when you'll see someone and they'll be training and you'll get them at the peak and they'll, they'll do something and they'll be like, okay, personal best. People will walk around and see things happen all the time and go, wow, that was, that was quick and easy. But the overnight success didn't see the behind the was 10 years in the making. That That's moment, you don't know how that moment happened. And it's the same thing. Sometimes you'll go out in my industry and you'll see like, uh, you know, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes yeah. I go out and the first house I showed them is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And I just was the, in the right place at the right, the right time as that was available. Sometimes sure. it's not. Sometimes you have to kind of like dig deep. Sure. Dig deep when like I can't find it. And then you have to start making calls. Then you start to have knocking on doors. Then you start to have to, have to, to reverse engineer. Sometimes yeah. you need patience. Mm-hmm. And you need to tell the client to be patient.
1: Yep, and be disciplined. And be disciplined. And not, you know, not jump and make the, you know, the, the wrong deal or do the wrong thing just out of sheer... Uh, I guess, fear that we act on sometimes or, or you know, just lack of having a plan and falling off.
0: So how are you so good? Because disciplines, a, let's talk about discipline for a little bit. Sure. How are you so good, you think, at keeping your clients disciplined yeah. to follow the path? Yeah,
1: I, I think it's a, a lot of experience. It's a lot of experience that's come through the years. Um, and there's a lot of commonalities between my clients among them uh you know a a lot of you guys have the same features so it's almost like like i'm i'm you know just
0: profile your typical client give me an example just uh, like just if you were to take everyone together homogenous and put it into one human being and there's there's commonalities how would you describe that person well
1: (laughs) it's not that i handpick this individual but it's just what it is it's what works best with the way way that i coach and and so that's how it happens but usually a well-established professional who's very successful at whatever it is they do because I have there's different domains and different clients that I have that do different things all very successful and they really really value their health and they prioritize it but they find it difficult sometimes to make time for it and that's where I come in to really facilitate for them, to, to, to be their mentor, to be their life coach per se, to manage for them, to help them navigate the challenges, to give them the bird's eye view, to give them the long distance view. You know, It's fair to say, in your case, for example, that 10 years later that we've been working together at least, that you are stronger, more conditioned, and fitter than that 10-year younger self.
0: Oh yeah. No, I had a whole, hi- I had a whole host of injuries from like long-term bad training, rugby,
1: whatever, you know, sports and, and, and then having your, that, that, that mentality, that identity of yours. Cause I, I, I didn't teach you that, that was already very inherent on your side, which was to be extremely motivated, to be a go-getter. You know, I just had to help you go down the right path per se, right. To not burn yourself out, to, to, to help you grab that energy and be very strategic and be very smart with it. And, to, to you know help you see the big picture and all the optics that are involved with it.
0: But you're stronger today than you were 10 years ago. But isn't that, that's what a good professional is. I mean, if you just sum it up, just for a moment, putting this into focus, a good professional is someone who can help you recognize and identify the best course of action for you when you don't know it yourself. To stop you from being bad with your time, right. bad with your money, right bad with your choices and when you can't sometimes see things as clearly yourself as you should, but they do because that's the path that they tread every single day. And that's the same. That's definitely true for my business. I have people go out all the time and they'll, they can, you can do it. The truth is you could like my job. Yeah. You could go out and you can go and find a house yourself. Yeah. You could list it yourself if you want to. I mean, you can go on there, pay 1% list it yourself. Does it end well? Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Definitely not when you get to the higher level. If your expectations right. are high and you're dealing at a high frequency, obviously, if you're in a position where you say, you know, I just want to be able to do 10 push-ups, then fine, yeah. yeah. But if you said, okay, I want to have a different expectation, in the same way that if the expectation with my clients is, you know, they're dealing at a high level, a high numeric amount, yeah. and it's a very big life decision, which ultimately buying and selling real estate is. It's big decisions. Absolutely. You don't always have the clarity yourself. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to have clarity, even though I have experience in the field of working out, yeah. I don't have the clarity that you have.
1: Yeah, And, and, and that just comes down to, uh, you know, really me listening to you understanding your life, understanding what your challenges are, understanding, you know, what you're like, at your very best and what you're like, you know, at your worst and knowing, you know, what's best. And there's a very, Important line of trust that needs to be established there. I know that you trust me wholeheartedly, and I think that's, you know, that 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 leads for a more effective uh, outcome. Uh, but going back to to you asked me who my clients were, and something that I failed to mention is that when I said that they were successful business people for the most part, uh, there are a lot of parallels that I make with these individuals about their successes in their business and health and in fitness, because there are so many commonalities there, right? And sometimes when they're really good in business, I say, okay, listen, your business is, you know, rocking and rolling, right? I know what it takes uh, to be a profitable business, to be a successful business, to do all those things. It, It requires a lot of discipline. It requires motivation. It requires, you know, getting up in the morning when you don't want to and still doing it. It requires, uh, moments of tr- stress that you have to overcome and challenges. Guess what? All those things are also present when it comes to managing your health and your fitness. And when you make those connections, when you draw those connections, that's when things start to get fun and easier. Yeah. Sometimes when I when you know I'm in a situation with someone that perhaps they're not getting the results they want to get, or or they're having difficulties with some sort of habit or behavior, or you know they're just not hitting a goal. I like to sometimes draw them back and be like, "Remember who you are." Remember what makes you successful in your domain, whatever that is, right? A, a, an excellent husband or an excellent father, an excellent CEO or a lawyer or a doctor, whatever it is, and apply some of that into this personal business of yours, right? The David Siddons LLC health-related, you know, uh, business. What are the optics there? Are you running your, a health inventory, uh, you know, on yourself, a sleep inventory, uh, a dietary and nutrition one, all these things?
0: Yeah, we talked about we call it like the personal audit right i think sometimes we don't personal audit ourselves as frequently as we, we should do it all the time i mean you should always be looking at what you're doing i feel because so change is a certainty
1: it, it means everything sure. it means everything I, you know this if i want to buy a house you're going to have to audit my finances or the loan originator yeah. will. or you i won't i have to at least show my ability to repay this loan or, 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 or make this purchase if I can't demonstrate that? There's a lot
0: of environmental issues that you have to be aware of when you're involved in a, in a transaction. Whether you're representing a seller or a buyer, you have to be aware of changing environments. And, and that, that is always going to happen. That's always going to happen. Yep. In the same way that when you're with clients and you're training clients, I know that even myself personally, what I could do six months ago I might not be able to do today because the environment has shifted. Correct. Maybe my workload's gone up. Right. Maybe I'm suffering an injury. Maybe something else is happening where I'm not getting enough sleep because of, you know, family related stresses with kids, it's whatever. Real it might be. It's real life. It's real I mean, life. I mean, we can't we can't have yeah. this
1: discussion without talking about real life. Not everything is perfect yeah. as it seems, right? You have no, family not. kids and all these things and you told me at three in the morning you know, one of your daughters, Chloe or Maya, they stepped in and they're like, hey, daddy, I had a nightmare. And now you're up at two and three in the morning, you know, that you have yeah. to train with me at eight or nine. There's a couple of things that may start creeping in your head. One of them is like, I'm going to have a horrible workout because I'm not sleeping or today could be a bad day because I'm interrupted or what I'll, But th- but this is real life. Yeah. And, and and here, you know, begs a question or, or just a topic altogether of, of mindset and reframing. Not necessarily, you don't, just because your sleep was poorly poor doesn't mean you're going to have a bad day or a bad workout. I've had
0: some of the best workouts when I thought they were going to suck and yeah. actually ended up not because turning up is a non-negotiable. Turning up is a non-negotiable. non-negotiable. And and I think yeah. that that's true professionally, Agreed. Agreed. personally. I love that. Um,
1: I love that. And, and it goes, you know, b- back to that approach of like, I, you know, I'm not that strong yet. I mentioned to you yeah, a, a that couple was, days that was a ago the, the addition of the word yet uh, as it pertains to pushing through life, as it pertains to discipline and willpower and motivation, all these things that we rely on to go through our, our lives. There's a big, I forget the university, could could have been Harvard, could have been one of these, but there was a study on on, on people's ability to succeed. Uh, and the topic there was in motivation, a lot of people to get started. But what allowed them to see through the final outcome, however long that took, was that person's ability to keep this positive
0: momentum, even on a negative situation. That's a really good point. Positive momentum is something that you absolutely need to have physically, personally. And and again, because this is a real estate podcast to a degree, I want to let people know that one of the things that I see, and I've observed this in the industry and, and even within myself, is that... You go out there and be the most enthusiastic, motivated guy in the world. You meet a client. It's like, yeah, this is awesome. I really like this person. And then you connect. You click. Let's say it's a listing. Listing is a really good example. A, a, let's call it a modality of real estate sure. in the same way that tr- real uh, training has different modalities. In this particular modality, what happens is that you go in there, you get a listing, you put it on the MLS, you have pictures, you have videos, you start with the open house, and you're like, yeah. And then that, that drive happens for the first, you know, few weeks, month, typically speaking, I'm not talking about, I'm talking typically with industry, you'll see a lot of oomph at that. And then what happens is it trails off. It trails off because they're like, eh, you know, because the shine's gone away and it's not new and shiny anymore. And the novelty has gone off. And it's like that new program that you tried and you were so motivated to start. And then within two weeks, you're burnt out. The appreciation is that having a sense of discipline and drive and focus and Sense of certainty requires you to do uncomfortable things but to keep pushing at it um, and to be very, very um, clear and non negotiable in terms of how you're approaching that relationship.
1: 100%.
0: When you don't want to get up in the morning and I want to work out or I want to say, I want to show the, the property that day or if I don't want to have to, you know, I've got to think of how am I going to create a new campaign to get a better exposure for a product. It's easy to go, eh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But that's a non-negotiable. That's yeah. something that you say, look, you know what? I would not um, would not be giving 100%. I would not be doing what I promised to do at the initial outset right. if I didn't do this. Right.
1: And the great part there is how you just said that sentence of like, started with I. When you start that sentence with "I," you're, you're going through identity, right? You're, this is your identity. It's a non-negotiable because you have already inherently established this is who you are, and you're going to go miles and miles and miles above for anyone because you said you would. Yeah, and it's part of your identity. When you, you rely on that, especially when things get sticky
0: and things get a little and bit. They'll more always difficult. get sticky. Things always—you'll always hit bumps in the road. That's the interesting about the fitness journey. You will always hit a bump and things will change. And I realize with training with you, you'll go, you know what? And I've hit bumps, many bumps, yeah. many bumps in training. And I think that's a guarantee. And we'll hit a couple more. Usually <laughs> what happens is that people will hit a bump in their training and then they'll go, okay, let's just throw everything out. This is all crap. It's all crap. Just throw it out. <laughs> let's start all over again. Let's do something brand Let's do brand, new. something all brand new because that's fresh and exciting. Yeah. It's much easier to do that yeah. than to sit down and say, okay, Let's be thoughtful about this. Let's actually yeah. deconstruct what happened here and understand the environment and be strategic because otherwise history is guaranteed to repeat itself yeah. as it often does. And that's why I say when those, you know, if you're watching out there and you're, you're kind of thinking, okay, I want to have a sense of clear, I want to make sure that I'm on the right path. Well, the right path in the process of buying or selling, especially when, when you're buying real estate, is not always smooth A to B. It's not always like meet a client, take them out two weeks later. buy. sometimes it takes years. Yeah, it takes years to develop a relationship, to help someone find what they need and what they want, yeah. to get to where they need to get yeah. to. In yeah. the same way that I know that exercising and working out with you, and then having that mindset, is that it takes years to get to be to go where you want to go. And if my goal is, you know, I say to you, okay, you know, my goal is I want to deadlift five hundred pounds. Yeah. There's going to be some. Road bumps along the way. There's going to be a lot of hiccups. There's going to be a lot of setbacks,
1: and some alterations we're going to have to and make yeah. to like your lifestyle. Maybe maybe you won't be able to spend as many time with
0: clients. You know, as, as much time with clients as you do. Uh, but definitely moving outside of the psychological aspect of discipline, we've established the fact that when you've got discipline intent, you you know you have a sense of motivation of with clear direction, things are going to be much better than they will be for other people. Just long term, if you took someone's Entire period of time of how they're working or right. working out, right? Working or working out. Choose your choose your choice. Make training. your choice. Training. Training. What are you not working out? Training. What are you training, for? training. What are what, you training yeah. for? When you look at that, uh, take that out of the equation. What are the tools? What are the tools that you apply to your clients that are so incredibly valuable to help them stay the course? And, I, and, I, and I'm happy to give you, as you do this, yeah. and again, because of real estate, yeah. I can suggest and, and talk about the tools that I believe are instrumental, that are foundational. In real estate. In real estate, in order to help the clients make a better decision.
1: I'm sure there's tons of overlap. I mean, I, it, you're looking, I think number one, and this, is, this I can testify because I have the privilege of spending a lot of time with you every week, and uh, I really train you hard but I give you rest intervals in between some some exercises and during those rest intervals that you know approximately 2 to 3 minutes sometimes a minute depending on what we're doing we get to talk and chat a little bit sometimes uh and I have to say you're you're someone that's extremely passionate about what you do you care about your clients you care about them as people you want to make sure that they walk away happy and I think at the very core of that and you've done that with your team is that you are very client centered. This isn't about you. And and the same for me. This isn't about me. You're very client centered and you hold true to that. And I think that's very important. So when I think of the optics, things that I help people with, I have to make sure that I'm that I'm client centered, that I'm looking at, you know, what are the great things that are going on in their lives right now? What are they doing really, really, really well? And, and, and continue rocking on those things, continue doing those things, continue feeling encouraged because you're, you know, kicking butt doing that. And what can you impr- improve on? What else will bring more value? What else would, would enhance your quality of life? Right. What else will bring you longevity and
0: happiness? Would in you reframe life? that as like, what are some of the bad habits that you're getting your clients out of? Because sure. you've got good habits. Yeah. Clearly they've yeah. got good things that yeah. work. Yeah, well, sure. Could. But there and are also some all... terrible habits that people have right. In, in, right. In, in and we all do. We, and all do, we all do, we all do. I
1: think we need to be very candid and transparent here, as you always are. We all have bad habits. We all have uh, certain triggers that lead to other things, you know, uh, and we have to be very mindful of them. And I think that we assess those things, at least in, in my industry with my clients. I really try to assess those things through conversations, uh, to, to just regular check-ins, through uh, body scans or mind scans where you know, what was the most, what's the best thing you did last week? And what was the most challenging thing? And how did you overcome that? Uh, And then there's all sorts of tools for that, right? I think one of them that maybe you've even implemented sometimes is when you're faced with a tough decision, right? And you're like, well, I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Or this is really difficult. Uh, Perhaps going into the idea of thinking of, well, how would you feel if you accomplished that? You look back now, you've accomplished it. You look back and, and you're saying, well, I'm so glad I did that. Or are you thinking, well, oh, that was a waste of time. And so I use that. Sometimes I use that, the, the third person parental sort of perspective, right? When we're talking about bad habits, when we're talking about, uh, you know, something we're trying to walk out of is, it's, it's, well, if you were your parent
0: in third person, what would you do, you know, in this scenario? What would you tell yourself? Yeah, the, the, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of lies we tell ourselves every day because we spend 95% of the time in our own heads and, and there's things that we, we tr- untruths, I think they call it, un- there, was a, there was a podcast on it talking about untruths, okay. people that, that you, you tell yourself it's a truth, that it's a fact, yeah. and it's not. it's not. It's just merely your self-created opinion that you have told yourself this lie so often that you believe it. Oh yeah, and that
1: could be good or bad. It can swing both it ways. Swing, I mean, yeah, yeah. ignorance
0: sometimes can be ignorance, and success can kind of sometimes come from the same place. People just so you know yeah.
1: blind to it; they just they get yeah. there in the end. It's but narratives and there's the mindset of like the 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 fixed mindset, and you're pretty sure that when you have that fixed mindset, that you way the way you see it is the way it is, and you yeah. could be
0: entirely wrong. Well, that's the that's one of the biggest challenges I have in my profession because right now, what I have, what I see, is there are, Uh, there's information that people pull from, that people love to recite to me things about, well, I saw that Goldman Sachs said this um, about the Miami real estate market. I saw that this came out from Zillow or Trulia or this came out from like the Miami Herald or it came out from the Wall Street Journal. Any of this information, you have to look at where this source of information is coming from. And then you have to process it. And maybe, maybe you're taking that information to suit you because it's comfortable to suit you. It's comfortable to believe, yeah, you know what, I'm going to process this information. Sometimes the information that we really need and we should process, and I say this to my clients all the time, isn't what you necessarily want to hear. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to hear that it's going to take me so long to achieve a particular result. Yeah. I don't want to hear that if I don't get to eat ice cream every day, you know, I don't get to, to stay in shape. I don't want to have to hear that yeah. there's certain things that I that if I don't do them I can still cheat my way to getting what I right, want
1: right yeah those are coming so, so for example uh, on that topic like what are some things that, y- that your clients don't want to hear right now in real estate
0: oh my god so there's there's probably two I, I want to
1: dive into that a little bit because yeah. I feel that there's a lot of carryover and although I'm not a real estate professional right I am a professional when it comes to you know managing psychology with people and having a growth mindset and you know strength and all those things so I'm, I'm interested in, in what are your challenges what are people saying I don't want to hear yeah. that
0: so everybody, there's a saying, everybody thinks their baby's the most beautiful. Okay. As in, in in real estate, that means everybody thinks their house or their condo is something really special. Yeah. And, and it may be something special. It may be really, really new, unique, but, but it might be just unique and valuable to you. Right. It's not unique and valuable to everybody else. And so what I find is that um, there's a moment where, you know, people say, you know, I want to break the record. I want to get the record in the neighborhood because such and such sold his house down the street for okay. a record breaking par- price and i want you to pull a rabbit out of the hat and sell it and the reality is is that that's not realistic fair honest with yourself yeah. and uh, what happens is that the individual is expecting that they will they will have a a subpar product they'll have something that you know isn't as in uh, right now H- houses that are like four years old or newer sell really, really fast, really okay. quick. It's desirable. It's fresh. Okay. It, it's, it invokes an emotional reaction because it's, it's kind of like looking at a brand new shiny car. It's got something about it. Right. But they don't have that. Um, but they feel that they want you to give everyone the impression that that is what they have. Wow.
1: So how do you handle that?
0: So, you know, you can come in and say, you, want, you need to paint your house. You need to paint your house inside and out. You need to stage it. You need to make it look fresh. Okay, but I don't want to spend the money. Okay, it's the same thing. Y- you can't do that. You have to invest Absolutely. in and not your product. Invest. Not spend, invest. And that's the same in the fitness. It's same like thing. you cannot get fit, but yeah. I don't want to invest the time. I don't want to invest the sacrifice. I just want the results.
1: Absolutely, and that's why it's so difficult to sometimes put a monetary... Uh, you know, component on it because the value I, I often steer people away from the, the, the money aspect of it because the value really exceeds that. And if you look at the outcome, you s- sometimes I say, well, how much would you be willing to pay if I told you that in the next year you'd be this much stronger, this much yeah. fitter, this much happier and this much healthier and I give you a picture of that outcome, you're like, you're like well, I'll, I'll give anything. I'll, yeah. I'll give my house if I'm going to feel that Well, that's that the way, end. Right? The
0: end result is being aware of what you've got to do to get there. I yeah. think my job, the hardest part of my job is sitting down and saying to someone, okay, I want the same as you do. The intent is this. My intention and my direction is I want you, I want to be able to sell your house for a record price. I want to find you the perfect home for your family. I want to be able to do those things, because we want the same thing. We're coming from the same side. How we're going to get there is that, as a professional, I say to my clients, you have to listen to me for a moment, or I want you to appreciate what I'm saying, because I have the best intent for you. I know that if you want to find that amazing, I want that amazing house um, in the Grove to buy, or the Coral Gables area, but I don't want to spend $6 million to do it. I want you to find me that brand new home, But I don't want to pay six million. I want to pay four million, or I don't want to pay twenty million. I want to pay fifteen million. Whatever the number is, okay. The truth of the matter is, is that that sometimes isn't realistic. And the faster you accept that, um, the the happier you'll be. Sure. And I'll say, okay, that's fine. You can have that, but you're gonna have to up your budget. And and there's no secret source. There's no secret source to achievement within real estate. You can be very happy, but you're not gonna get a lottery win. It's the same, I view it in very much the same way when I come uh, and I look at exercise and I look at the habits of exercise. You can have it, but there's a cost. Absolutely. Are you willing to go for that cost? Right. right. There was a story about a, a famous guitarist who was just absolutely killing it. He was, I know you play the guitar a little bit. Yeah. So he was like, this yeah, incredible, really incredible, <laughs> incredible, incredible, incredible um, guitarist. And they were like, God damn it, this guy travels the world. Everyone loves him. He's great. It must be amazing. He said, Yeah, but what you didn't see is the thousands of hours of practice that he put in. Yeah. yeah, The hardship that goes behind that. Because, you know, you have to understand that there are sacrifices you have to make. And if you are. I, my job is just to kind of show you the, the the variables honestly transparently if you want to buy a home in this market this is what it's going to cost right. you and I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you but I will be honest and I will give you clarity so that you can go from point to eight point A to point B in the most effective way possible and good decisions and make a good decision that's why my whole business mission statement is better decisions because better decisions aren't necessarily easy decisions right
1: right the the the, the Value in a good decision is, is not just the decision itself. It's in, it's, it's in the work in the back end, the behind the yeah. scenes that take place yeah. in making that decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah. decision is, is a huge part when I come to, uh, w- sometimes I have, I have times when I'll, I'll go out with a client and it'll be, let's say it's an expensive home. And like first, uh, the, I, f- I showed them the perfect house and they bought that perfect house. So let's say I picked them up at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning and 11 o'clock, I showed them the perfect house. And 11.30, we've submitted a contract. And it's $20 million house. It's a $600,000 commission check. You'll go, God damn it, he made $600,000 in an hour? No, I didn't make no. $600,000 in an hour. <laughs> Looks no. like it, but no. I spent 15 years learning my craft. No. I spent thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of hours looking at thousands and thousands of pieces of real estate to know the numbers off the top of my head. To be able to recognize that perfect house when I see it at the right price. To know how to guide that client to that perfect property. To be able to know the agent to negotiate that deal to make it happen. Or, because it's off market, to have found that in the first place. So you're not paying me for the... In the same way that you don't pay a surgeon for the two hours they did the surgery surgery or the 15 minutes to do the knee or whatever it was. You're paying for the years and years of experience. And it's the experience... That goes into it to know the good decision from a bad decision, to understand timing, to understand efficiencies, to understand all of these things, so that the end result is the result that you really, the outcome. Let's not call it a result because a result sounds very right, finance. Right, 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 right. The outcome. And the outcome with your business that's so, so important um, is the longevity of health and feeling good, and waking up in the morning feeling good. And I know I listened to a podcast this morning, I think it was like a Gary Vee thing, and he was saying, you know what, some of the happiest people I know make $50,000 a year, yeah. but they wake up feeling good, they enjoy their family. Yeah. And there are other people who have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank account, miserable. and they're freaking miserable. Yeah. Because what's the purpose? The purpose is to f- wake up in the morning and feel good. Yes. And I, I know that I want that, and the reason people... That I work out is to feel good. Absolutely. To feel good emotionally, spiritually, and everything that goes Absolutely. with it. And you help with that. Yeah. And for people, when I'm taking someone out to buy that perfect house in my heart, my dream for me to imagine that I've done the right thing for them is imagining and seeing them wake up in the morning. And feeling I get it good. all the time. It's the best feeling in the world. You know, waking up in the morning, going to their backyard, having their morning coffee, and thinking, I found my happy place. So I'm fulfilling. Exactly where I wanna be. So fulfilling, and that is really fulfilling. And I I have that feeling myself. I want to replicate that. You've been to my house, so when I go up in the morning and I sit outside and have my coffee and I look at the, you know, my garden or my banyan tree, I'm like, this is. I want to. I want to take that feeling. I want to bottle it and I want to share it with the world. Absolutely. I want to make other people feel that. So going out and helping them, you know, find that and that feeling when when we help them sell a home and manage their expectations and and get the end result and yes we want to knock it out the park and get a record yeah. but we want to achieve a clear objective that's obtainable it's
1: how you do it not what you do really uh, yeah absolutely
0: yeah. um and i think that's 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 huge that's huge you can't you cannot deny that everybody is chasing penultimately the feeling of i'm happy
1: 100% and i think that that's when we talk about why you do the things that you do, it doesn't matter what, what you do. It has to be aligned with who you are and what's, what's on the other end of that. Does it make you happy? Does it bring you joy? Right. If it does, then you're going to make better decisions. Yeah. And, and it's important to act on that, to, to look at it, you know, globally on my end, people in, and, and perhaps in, in yours as well, we can talk about it, but Sometimes I'll get a new client and they, they are hiring me because they want to change something. They're not happy. Yeah. I, I, and, and when you, and I, and I really try to help them reframe that from not being happy. It's difficult to do things when you're not like happy. What's not working? What's not, yeah, it's like, and so I want to change this. And it's, it's much more challenging that way. However, how do you reframe something negative into a positive which is super important. I think that the ability to reframe negative situations into positive ones, right, is a skill. And and I and I help them do that. And and it's and it's okay. So you're working
0: on the mindset.
1: Absolutely. That's that really is everything. And I know that you do that as well, you know, it comes to your client. You know, if, if if they're unhappy perhaps with their house and they want to buy a new one or or what have you. But in, in my domain, it's there's much more success and joy on the path traveled. When you are looking at the progress you're making, you have a growth mindset, not a narrative of, of, of everything you've done before and why you are where you are now or how you're probably going to fail because you have failed on this before and how you tried 500 different diets and 20 different programs and 30 different trainers and it still hasn't worked for you. Uh, you have a fixed mindset there and it's negative. And so changing that mindset into a growth mindset, one of improvement, one of... And it's not easy because you really have to... Yeah. You really have well, to look the, in the that's mirror. That's the commonality.
0: The commonality in all those variables with the different diets and different programs and the different trainers is that you are the one variable yes. that is consistent in that. So maybe yes. like you're the problem. Yes. You have to work on that. Yes. And it and it's okay to be the problem. Yeah. You just
1: have to recognize when you are and do something about it. You know. And 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 that's that's uh, that's the game changer. That's the catalyst. Is that moment that you recognize, okay, there's there's I need to change some things and I and I've gone my first step is, you know, to get motivated enough to hire someone to help me through this challenge, to help me through this process. And then the second step is
0: to just keep going. The, the, the process of deduction of knowing what is the right thing to do is a really big part of the psychology of helping people. And I want to say, I sell. I sell real estate. You could argue that you, you sell health and fitness. Sure. Um, But selling sounds like a dirty word, and it doesn't really sound like what we're really intending. We're not doing this because we want to sell. I think that the the sense of helping people with the right direction, directing individuals into the right path, is is more, uh, uh, let's use the word, it's a better adjective it's a better yeah. description it's more impactful, so more too, impactful. And, and it
1: carries much more weight i think uh, y- if you're the person providing the service and you say well I'm, I'm selling this yeah very different than when you're saying i am i am i'm guiding this person into a good decision or i am yeah. helping this person grow and i'm helping this person with this challenge you 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 you, you go way further
0: you know, on I the think that's, the, that's, the, that's an important thing of how you frame yourself as well as a professional, how you see yourself. Because if someone's to go to you and say, okay, so what is it that do you do for a living? That co- Coin that phrase again, like, well, look, I'm in an elevator with you. Never met you before in my life. Yeah, the famous <laughs> elevator pitch. So, yeah. <clears throat> so here's a guy who's in shape. Okay, so what do you what do you do?
1: I help people reach their potential. I help people be their happiest and best selves. And I do that through helping them with health and wellness and Fitness, nutrition, all these areas. So you just don't do that
0: by just writing a program and no,
1: that's just part of it, you know. (laughs) And and that's what people think. It's not the magic is not in the recipe, you know, the, the the actual meal plan or the training program. Those things are critical. They're important, but that's not the magic. I I I can give you the most important, most perfect, you know, program or nutrition plan and say this is it. This magical plan right here. This recipe is the recipe to your success. That doesn't mean that you're ready to do it. That doesn't mean that you're going to see through it and finish it and execute it, at all. In the fact, ma-
0: the magic for me is with you is in the experience. That's being in the moment, doing it. That's a magical part of the process.
1: That's that's it. That's it. And you and also your your readiness, <clears throat> your readiness. You need to be ready. Like you can't help someone that's not ready to help help themselves. You will never help someone sell a home that they're
0: not entirely ready to sell. I, I, I've i taken the approach now, and I've seen really clearly this. We had this approach, and this is an interesting point that you raised, because I've, I've been on the first direct experiencing this. And, and we've <clears throat> right now, we went through this moment in our industry where there was a slowdown in sales. And there wasn't a slowdown in sales because people didn't want to buy. There was a slowdown in sales in a lot of areas because the product that people wanted just simply wasn't available. Like, we had so many people who bought really nice homes, really nice condos, in really, really prime locations. And there was so many of them coming in that now those people that we sold to two, three years ago, which was so easy, they're very settled. They don't want to sell. Yeah. They don't want to sell. And they're like, this is, I mean, I mean you put me in the perfect house. You did your job, yeah. well done, yeah. congrats to you. But I, I'm, I'm here, I'm happy, I don't want to move. Yeah. So then you've got other people who equally say, now make me happy. Make me as equally happy as you made these guys. Sure. But there's only a finite amount of product available at one moment, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest challenges is is knowing how to how to handle that 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 difficult that difficulty um, and and going through that process of helping people um, in a difficult moment means um, then helping them understand the realities of of what 's going on and so we were going out there and and now I have to have the uh the challenge of, of finding these solutions. And I would go to sellers and say to them, do you want to sell your house? You know, uh, would, you, would you entertain a conversation of selling your yeah. house? And I realized that wasn't the right, that wasn't the problem. Yeah. The, the real process is not about, do you want to sell? It's about, should you sell? Okay. Is it a right decision for you to make to do this? And what I realized was that there are some people I should, just shouldn't be approaching. I should yeah. not be approaching certain individuals and say, hey, do you want to sell? Because I know perfectly well it's not in their interest. Yeah. They're happy it doesn't where they help are. them. I'm not helping anybody. Yeah. I'm helping myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sell your house. i will make a commission, but yeah. it's not good for you. Right. Because now you, now you don't have anywhere to move to. Now you've got to find somewhere else that's as good or better than what you've got, and the odds of that are pretty slim. Yeah, it's become a problem. It's a problem. So then what do I do? Okay, so now I actually look and I studied the market to the point that I realized that there are some people who really should. There are other sectors of the industry, of, of, of the Miami real estate market, the condo market in certain sectors, where they really should because it isn't actually beneficial for them because it was an investment that isn't yielding high returns or it's a market that's going to suddenly right. soften a lot and I'm giving them forewarning to get out in time.
1: And you've done the legwork of, of forecasting what it looks like for them. It's understanding or what or people
0: sell. really need, yeah. what, not what they sometimes think they need. And, and, and you do that a lot really, really well. Because what people think they want, what think is going to make them happy isn't actually what's going to make them happy. Sure, them happy. So sure. sure. Like, yeah, sure sometimes,
1: you know, people just don't know what that looks like. You know, there, there's um, uh, an article and it's, it's called The Cost of Being Lean. And it's really neat, it's, it's uh, funny. Yeah. I'm I I sure you that said you. that
0: because you've said to me before, I'm like, so what does it take me <laughs> to bring my body fat down to like 7%? It's like misery. <laughs> misery, generally, you're not gonna be very happy. Yeah,
1: and I have to be very realistic and, I, and, and that's part of it. I and have why to be, are you doing it? Like what's, why are you what's doing the purpose? It? But most importantly, right, A, is it sustainable for you? And B, are you really willing and able to compromise and sacrifice the things that you're going to have to sacrifice to be there which goes back to the sustainability part of it. If you want to be 7%, 6% body fat shredded all the time, here's what your quality of life looks like, right? Your social circle is probably going to be non-existent. <laughs> yeah. When when it goes when it, you know you're out to dinners and that's not going to happen. Uh y- people probably won't like you because they'll ask you, "Hey, David, have a drink or have this, you know, have yeah. a burger." And you're like, "No, nope, can't can't do it because I can only do it Right. If I'm willing to be above 10 percent body fat, I'm not willing to do that. I want to be seven. And so it's important from the very get go, like you said before, to present the information, to set, you know, the cards on the table and say this is the cost of being, you know, lean. Now, you can still be super happy and feel fantastic at a slightly higher body fat percentage. You know, you're between 10 and 15, much more sustainable. You'll still look great. You'll feel great. You'll be strong. You'll be energetic. And then there's the downsides going back to like you know if you're less than ten percent body fat, if you're eight seven percent, maybe you're foggy brained. Y- if you're a neurosurgeon, you have no business being six five percent body yeah. fat. You're going to mess up. You are a liability. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. So, so if you if you need if
0: you if you need surgery and your uh, your your surgeon's <laughs> absolutely ripped, absolutely you, you ripped. might not want to... It's it's like that with houses. I see that people come in and they, they 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 get very seduced in the same way that they get seduced by people who look really good, yeah. And you know the beach shot and they look amazing. People get equally seduced by sexy houses. That's funny. Yeah. And I've houses. never said that way, but you I can actually th- if you go yeah. like Instagrams filled with influencers who look fantastic, yeah, and they have millions of followers. Yeah. Millions of followers, regardless of what they're doing. Forget, right. yeah. forget whatever they're yeah. doing. You don't know about their life. They might be like lunatics. They might be like the worst possible partner in the world. They might be the worst friend in the world. They might be just a shitty human being all, all the way around, yeah. but they look amazing. So yeah. people follow them. They must be good at what they They might do. be dumb as a rock. <laughs> you, you just, you don't know. And so at the same time, people will see these incredible houses like 30, 40. 30. Do you really want that? Now, I'm not talking anyone away from buying a $30 million house. I sell luxury real estate for a living sure. all day long. But the point is, is that just because I've got someone who comes to me and says, you know, I was like with a client yesterday, you know what, I've got this certain budget. But it was a husband and wife, they don't have kids. I'm like, you don't need that. You don't actually need that. Do, do I can sell you like an eight bedroom house that's gonna look do X, Y, and Z. But is that what you really, really need?
1: Wow, yeah. And, and, and that's you really And uh, that's being
0: that's being helpful. That's absolutely. not like Okay, I can sell you that, of course. I mean if I was if I was that way inclined. Yeah, it's more money in your pocket of course. at the end of the
1: day. And but you are being uh, but I think they come a, You're being ethical, you're being a professional. I think people really come to those with.
0: conclusions on their own, though, sooner or later, yes. and sometimes they'll go in and they'll look at stuff and they'll go, they'll have a conversation, you'll show them the most expensive thing, but then they'll go, eh, I don't really need that. Yeah. And you know they're yeah. gonna come to those conclusions yeah. in the same way that you could sit down and talk to me about how I should eat to get a certain body fat right. or to lift a certain amount of weight, and I'll go, okay, it's interesting to me, and then when I sit down and really analyze it, right. I'm not gonna go that path.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna do it, it's true. It's true. I, and and, and that, I think that's what people really want sometimes. And I, I've said this jokingly uh, among my clients, but you know, sometimes I, I feel like I, I get paid to hold people back sometimes. You do. You're you know? the most infuriating guy <laughs> on the planet. When we,
0: and we, we do this, we work out all the time. And I'm like, uh, come on, let's just put some more. He's like, no, no, no. no so no. the way Waldo works, if you, you know, proper training is that you work with percentages. You don't go flat out Every day, yeah, uh, you don't go into the. If you like the guys who are posting, like I'm going to go out and I'm just going to push myself until I vomit every single day. Number one, your central nervous system will collapse. And dead. Number two, it's not going to. It's not going to feel good. Yeah. Number Three, it's not going to get you where you want to go. Yeah. This I is mean, you're, you're just
1: training to be good at vomiting at that. Yeah, state. exactly. <laughs> Which <laughs> is not a sport, an and it's not the Olympics. Vomiter. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: so, so it's just there's no. It's pointless. Yeah. It's completely yeah. and totally pointless to. Push things for the sake of pushing f- for the pain.
1: And I just thought of that. I hadn't really like put put mind into that. You know, someone says this is what this is what I want, and it's this thirty million dollar house. And for you to say, well, you know, how about this twenty million dollar house? Th- this one it has exactly less rooms, going to give you exactly what you need. Is in a better location. You said no to the thirty mil, more money in your pocket, in the best interest of the individual, and that <laughs> is what a professional is. Well, I always is. say yeah.
0: I, I sit with my team all the time. I say, look, we try to play chess, not checkers. Yeah. So that term is, if you know the game of checkers, it's one move at a time, boom, 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 Chess, good chess player. He's multiple moves ahead, a dozen moves ahead. And the whole idea is that it's, it's long-term. Yep. You've got to look at your business long-term. I look at my client relationships long-term. If I was, you know, come in, do a deal, if I push something to someone, they do end up buying it and it's not the right product, guess what's going to happen? They're going to live in that house. They're going to spend time. They go, you know what? He didn't didn't really get me what I needed or what I wanted. He didn't really have my interests at heart. So I'm not going to use him again. But I've always found that if I look after my clients and treat them as they really deserve to be treated, they will call me back and say, you know what, David, I've got my friend who needs help. I've got my mum who needs a place. I've got my boss who's moving down from New York who needs a place. Whatever it is, it, it, it compounds. It comes back to you. If you're not always looking for the immediate buck, and that's exactly how it is when your your training and it the really way is. you do it with your clients. I'm not like, it's not an immediate thing. The, the delayed gratification. They did a study on this. I think I shared the marshmallow. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, this is a crazy, so that was that super cool thing. So it happened like 40 years ago with a great um, professor. I think it was a Harvard professor, one of the big you know universities. And he got all these kids in a room and they did it like four or 500 kids. And they gave them, like a marshmallow on the table. And I said, if you eat this marshmallow um, before I come back in the room, that's it, there's one marshmallow. But if you can wait, if you can wait until I come back in the room and you haven't eaten that marshmallow, I'll give you a second marshmallow. So the kids... Some kids obviously ate the marshmallow even before the guy got out of the room. They're like, "Shove it in!" They're like, "Ah, "I need it now." Immediate (laughs) gratification, immediate satisfaction right now, because they're conditioned to. I mean, that's part of their tempting. And and, and we are, and we live in a world right now where immediate gratification is almost encouraged. It's culturally ingrained into us. Like, you should be wanting that. And and phones, this damn thing, this is built to encourage immediate gratification. And we and we need to rely
1: on it. But yeah, that's. I think that's the constant battle, it's like the little angel and the little devil. It's instant gratification and process. Yeah. Those yeah. are those are your 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 two yeah. process driven and instant gratification. And and so.
0: that and that when you develop that skill, that delay of looking at things on the long term, those kids who got then they they came back after 40 years and, and, and met the kids right. again and tested and so, see how they yeah. were doing. 20 years or 15 years later, these kids were like four and five years old on the yeah. first test. They came back and they were like 1920. Yeah. <clears throat> the kids who had Oh wow! Abstained. This is the fascinating part. This is the, of the funny study. bit. Yeah, the ones who abstained from marshmallow and held out for the second marshmallow, the delayed gratification crowd, yeah. did better at school, yeah. got into more colleges, had a much lower level of no level of substance abuse, whether it was alcohol, smoking, or drugs, yeah. and generally were happier and had healthier relationships. And then when they went back another twenty years later, when these people were now forty, grown adults, the ones who had abstained were in healthy relationships, happy, successful, CEOs, running businesses, really living their best life in a in, in a successful way, in every way that you can think of, both from, from professional speaking, personally speaking. Yeah. Um, and those who hadn't had, and I'm not saying if you're the person that eats the first marshmallow, you're gonna become some drug addict, drug addict but those people had a harder time. And there was a higher rate of broken relationships, sure. of alcoholism and and, and you know drug abuse and other things that would go on and and just not succeeding.
1: And and it's it's true. I mean it makes it makes sense. At the time they were kids and they hadn't fully captured the essence of you know instant gratification what that meant and the essence of delaying that for a bigger reward. Those that waited, their their investment was time yeah. and 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 control and you know self-control and the dividend was the two marshmallows, right? Yeah. But then they understood that, they understood that that
0: you know, fundamental element of it, and they went on to have these more. Once you life. understand that fundamental, which you very clearly do understand that fundamental, it's a it's a pillar of your personality of who you are. You were that kid who would have waited for the second yeah, marshmallow yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. It would have been hard, but I would have waited. <laughs> it would have been hard, but you would have done it because you would have said, "That sugar, and that's going to create inflammation. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to wait."
1: Exactly, I don't want to be this <laughs> seven year old. A lot of inflammation in my joints, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: when you look at, when I look at that with clients, there are clients are like, go out, meet them, take them out for two days, and they're like, okay, so they didn't buy a house or the condo. And the immediate gratification child would have gone, oh, they're a, that didn't work, I don't want to deal with them anymore, I'm not going to call them back, I'm not going to work with them, I'm not going to bother with them, I'm not going to chase up on them, because I didn't get my immediate sale, my immediate gratification. The right approach, the approach when you invest in that person is saying, I I'm willing to invest my time in this person, the right person. Again, it's with intent, sure. clearly knowing that this is somebody who really does need your help and want your help, and they're for real. And I will come back, and I will show them more real estate. More real estate. There are clients I've worked with for a year, two years. I have listings that I got after three years of communicating and chasing up with that client. There are deals that I've closed that have taken me months and months and months and months and months. And months. I didn't stop after I had the first five showings and I didn't sell the house and I quit and said, oh, you know, forget it. I'm going to focus on this guy over here because he might want to sell quicker or buy quicker. Uh, there are the clients who wanted to buy that I didn't find them what they wanted because it wasn't there in the market at the time. But I waited patiently and I kept looking and I kept researching and then I found it for them and then I did get them the deal. Yeah. That delayed process is so important as it. a professional. And that is part of the sword sharpening process that I have with you, because yes. I know that if when I finish my workout with you on a Monday morning, I go. I go home and I look <laughs> in the shower, I'm like, I, dude, I look exactly the same as I did an hour ago. What gives with that? Yeah. I had my protein shake. Why don't, yeah. why, don't I, why don't I look more? You know, why don't I Rip, look better? More jacked. You know? um, and the tr- and and then the following day, and the following day, and the- but it's yeah. not day after; it's months, yeah. it's years, yes. that's it's years of investment. Yeah. And that's like with any business. What kind of professional do you want to work with? I think that's the. I want to leave the audience with this. I think that's a great, great. Uh, what way to cap kind it. of person do you want to work with? Do you want to work with someone who is all about immediate gratification, no discipline, get it quick done and do it, or do you want someone that will go? that has the discipline, that has the focus, that has that kind of willpower and drive to delay and recognize that the value is in the journey. Correct, and you're gonna be much
1: richer at the end of that journey if you pace yourself accordingly, right? You need to, you need to pace yourself in this marathon knowing what the distance is. If You know you're running just a mile, you can run accordingly. If you're running 10 miles, you can run a little bit slower. And that's part of the, you know,
0: the analogy there. Yeah. yeah, that's part of being smart. Yeah. Do it with again thought in the process of doing this. You don't want somebody who m- is disciplined but mindless.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Waldo, well, we we I and mean, we will. We'll, no doubt you'll be back for another round of of it's discussions uh, down in the podcast. Thank you for doing this. This thank is you. always like this is an evolution of of dialogue, and it will continue to be so. Everyone, thank you for watching. If you have questions, if you'd like to get in contact with Waldo, I'm going to flash this information below the screen. There is no one smarter, more thoughtful in the health and fitness arena than this man right here. And I say that honestly, hand on heart. He's changed my life. He's changed the lives of many, many people. And he is my, keeps me true. And he's my North Star in direction to keep me doing what I do every day so I can help everyone out there um, with my business professionally. Thank you, David. Thank Uh, you so much. Honestly, a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Bye.